back to the Wellwin Co. podcast. Summer is here and I'm so excited about it. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about some easy meal planning tips that have been serving me and my family really well and some summer food inspiration for people with their hands full. So I feel like I have my hands full with a five-month-old and a six-year-old and a lot of life transition but these things have been serving us even in the midst of that for the most part. And so today is essentially a solo episode. I'm just talking with myself about things that have just helped us. And I feel like the more I talk with women or get in the kitchen with them or cook together with other people, I'm always learning things and I love just asking questions and seeing others ideas as far as what meals they're making and how they're making it. I feel like I always walk away and just learn something to add to my repertoire in the kitchen. And so today my goal is that as I'm sharing these meal planning tips and some summer food inspiration, that'll just kind of get your wheels turning to really enjoy this season of eating because summer is fun. Summer is fresh and we don't have to put a ton of thought into meal planning always because um, food feels like it's so in abundance and it's beautiful and it smells great. And so today, hopefully you can just sit back and enjoy and um, get some new inspiration if you're feeling kind of dull as far as what do I feed my family? What do I do in the kitchen? Hopefully today will help. So let's get right to it. This episode is sponsored by my latest book, Food Freedom, Stop Hiding and Uncover Who You're Meant to Be. I wrote this book after overcoming a secret decade-long battle with disordered eating and lots of health challenges. This is a short, practical, and entertaining read that includes my personal testimony of food freedom and how you can experience total freedom in this area of your life as well, along with my four pillars of vibrant health an actionable, science-backed, Bible-based blueprint to remove the confusion that so often comes with diet culture and trying to nourish our bodies. You'll have the tools to take your health to the next level through faith-filled, practical steps wherever you are in your health and wellness journey, and uncover the confidence to model holistic wellness to your family and those around you. Say goodbye to fad diets and confusing health advice and breathe in the joy and new life that comes with pursuing our original design and a loving creator. Grab your copy today at wellwomenco.com or on Amazon. Summer finally feels like it's here, especially for those of us who live in the Northern Hemisphere. It felt like summer would never come, but we're in June at the time of this recording and things are in bloom and the cottonwood trees are going like crazy. And so my nose is always filled with cotton. (laughs) The sun is shining. It's just been so beautiful here in the Twin Cities where I live in Minnesota. And so I hope wherever you live, you are starting to savor and enjoy summer too. School is probably almost out. And today I want to talk about summer food inspiration. In my opinion, I think summer is the easiest season to eat with. For one, getting groceries doesn't require bundling everyone up and loading groceries when it's freezing outside. It's actually pleasant to go out to the grocery store and farmers markets feel like they're in more abundance and it's easy to go out and get fresh food. And so I don't know if you prefer summer fresh food 
the most or not. But by far, I think summer is just the easiest time to make food because summer or food feels like it's so in abundance. It's everywhere you look and everything's fresh, which is so fun. So today I want to talk a little bit about meal planning and some summer food inspiration for you. And so this is a solo show where I'm essentially going to be talking to myself about what I'm doing right now in the kitchen. And um, I would also love to hear your ideas. So you can take me over at Well Women Co. on Instagram and share summer food recipe inspirations. And maybe we'll have to do more podcasts like this seasonally because I think I love talking to other women about food because everyone does things a little bit differently. And every time I start asking questions or I'm over at a friend's house and I see her making a salad or a meal or um, just how she does things in her kitchen, I these days with social media, it's a, kind of fun because we get to get glimpses into hundreds of people's kitchens if we so choose so to see what people are making and how they're making it with Instagram and Facebook and all the things. So if you're more of an auditory learner, hopefully today will be helpful for you. So let's start with a little bit of meal planning tips and advice and what's working for me currently. And I'll preface that because I feel like depending on what season of life you're in, you know, how many people are in your household, um, even the time of year, meal planning can ebb and flow. So right now in this season with two little kids at home and me staying home full time, the season is changing. I feel like in general, I have a good amount of time to put toward planning meals. And that doesn't mean I do it. It takes me a really long time. It doesn't mean I get really fancy, but it means that I'm able to be fairly intentional in this season, and I don't have to just whip things together when it comes four o'clock every night. So a few things that are working for me that I'm really loving that hopefully will give you some ideas is number one, I've been meal planning two weeks in advance. So what that means is that I look out on the calendar and I see, okay, what days are we going to be home? You know, are we going to be any out of town any of those days and plan the meals for those two weeks instead of one week in advance. And I'll tell you why I do this. Because the next thing that I wanted to tell you is that because I've been planning two weeks in advance, what I've been doing is essentially doubling any recipe that I make for the first week and so that I can have it for the second week. And most of the things that I are making are pretty easy and batch style. And so it's easy for me to whip something up and then freeze it until the next week. And we have that same recipe again. And so this has been working really well because essentially the first week in my two-week meal plan, I'm doing a lot of cooking and I'm doubling those recipes, which isn't a big deal because if you make one batch, it's easy just to double the recipe. And then the next week, cooking is very light because most things are already prepped in the freezer. So I can take it out a night or two before and unthaw it, and it's easy to just keep back up um, the second week, a similar recipe. And so I'll give you an example of that, kind of right off the top of my head. One of the things that I've been making is a burger hash. And all it is essentially is ground beef, um, chopped up potatoes and onions, and, you know, some seasoning. And it's literally just cooked all together, you know, sauteed, chopped up. And so I can double that recipe really easy and throw half of that in the freezer for the next week. When I take it out to the next week, the thaw, I warm it up, you know, I'll add cheese and then whatever for other fresh things we have on hand, like, you know, lettuce, if we have some, um, 
as I already said, cheese, tomatoes, ketchup, you know, so it can sort of add all the fresh fixings on then, but the bulk of the meal has already been made and it works so stinking well. I've been loving it. The next thing, tip for meal plan that's working for me right now is I put things on a spreadsheet and this is hilarious that (laughs) I'm finding myself doing this, but it is so efficient. And so what I do is I get on my um, sheets and my Google Drive and I have the columns of breakfast, lunches, dinners, snacks, and hospitality. And I look forward in the two weeks and say, okay, in the two weeks, what sort of things do we want to have for breakfast in the next two weeks? What sort of things we want to have on for lunches? Or if it's school year, like what are going to be my daughter's lunches um, in the next two weeks? What are our dinners? So the dinners are pretty much the only thing that I plan and have specific ingredients for to make those dinners and everything else is sort of throwing things together and pretty easy. Um, snacks, again, like what do I want to have on hand for snacks this week? Or what kind of snacks do I want to make this week? Maybe we have beef jerky. Maybe I want to make protein balls. Maybe we want to have some popsicles on hand. Maybe I want to make some beef gelatin gummies. Just getting a handful of snacks, of course, fresh fruit, especially in the summer, is super easy to have around. And then my hospitality column, I look forward in the two weeks. And of course, things come up that we can't plan for. But do we have anything scheduled with friends or family that I know I'm going to be having to prepare a meal for other people and not just my family? Or we are going to be going to someone's house and I need to bring something to share. And so that helps me break down like, okay, what are we actually going to be eating in the next two weeks? And then making sure I have the correct things on hand. So from planning out, you know, about five dinners, I found that if I prep four to five dinners, if I plan for four to five dinners in one week, and of course I'm doubling that for the next week, we can use those leftovers as lunches the next day. Usually we don't get through a whole recipe in one you know, meal because it's essentially only my husband and I and my daughter, and then I'm breastfeeding a baby. So he's not eating it, which makes it pretty easy. So in those dinners, I'm choosing them ahead of time. And then I'm breaking down all those ingredients in those different columns. And then there I have my list. And for simplicity's sake, based on where I am, based on where you are, you might have different options for groceries. But for us, thankfully, currently we live in a city and it's pretty easy to get, you know, groceries anywhere you want. But that being said, even though I have a million choices where I am currently, where we live, I don't want to go a million different places. I'm sure you don't either. And so what I try to do is make it super simple. So number one, my goal has been this year to only go grocery shopping twice a month. And so that if I run out of a certain item in those two weeks, that's not essential. I just, we try to do the best we can without it. Because what I found is that before having this meal plan sort of mentality, I would always go to the store to buy a little of this, a little of that, because I would forget. I wouldn't plan ahead. And number one, it was annoying because I don't like going out all the time to buy one thing. And number two, I'm sure I end up spending way more money because of course what happens, you go to the store for one thing and then you come home with like 10 or maybe that's just me, <laughs> but that's what would happen. So when I go grocery shopping twice a month, it really helped me to plan ahead, be more intentional probably save money and for sure save a lot of unnecessary drive time. So what I try to do is get a lot of bulk ingredients. So we for sure go to Costco right now and we can get most of our main ingredients from Costco. 
And then there's always those other one-off things, you know, more rare ingredients, maybe a specialty item that Costco won't have, or I don't want to buy like 10 pounds of that particular item. And so then I end up having to go to either Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, and I pick one of those. And lately, I've been finding that I can find most things at Trader Joe's, which is a benefit because Trader Joe's is typically more reasonable than Whole Foods. For instance, oysters. So if you are getting on the oyster train for their amazing nutrients, it's like nature's multivitamin, oysters and beef liver. Oysters is $2 cheaper at Trader Joe's for the exact same, exact same can. Hopefully Trader Joe's doesn't hear me so they don't jack up their price to Whole Foods rate. But I found things like most of the things I can get at Whole Foods, I can get at Trader Joe's. Point in case is that if I can go grocery shopping twice a month and I only, during that grocery run, I only go to two stores, it feels really manageable to me right now. And then the caveat to that is I've been trying to be better at buying the things I know I use that are harder to find, like some gluten-free flours or organic cocoa powder. Um, Yeah, flour is a big one. Then I like to get some of those things online. So if it's not something that I can get in bulk on Trader Joe's reasonably, I'll also do an online order maybe once a month that I can kind of stock up on maybe some gluten-free flour, um, maybe some things like canned oysters, whatever is not typically at Costco or Trader Joe's, getting some of those other items online. And then the next thing I'll say for um, as far as where we get groceries, so I try to make it really simple, those two shopping days a month. But then we also are starting to be part of a farm drop site. And so at that farm drop site is where we get our milk, where we get our eggs, and hopefully where we will start getting more of our meat. So it is my goal to begin to source some of these things locally and some of these things from farmers that I have a personal relationship with. So ideally, and then again, this is what we're working toward. Ideally, when I would go grocery shopping, I would just get things like produce and some of those flowers and hope to have things like meat and eggs and dairy, things that we are already getting in bulk from farmers locally. And I guess that still requires a trip, um, but if you find drop sites for these sort of items, um, that can cut down your driving time a lot if those farms are not close to where you are. So this is kind of some of my meal planning tips. Again, that's been working really well for us. I love planning two weeks in advance. I feel like if I did do four weeks and I tried to go grocery shopping once a month, that seems really unrealistic. Um, Obviously mostly for the produce side. So we like to have some fresh produce. We like to have some greens. We like to have some fruit. And those things just won't last in the fridge for a month. So that's why I kind of felt like, okay, two weeks um, feels attainable. And that's been working really well for us. And I love that second week of the meal planning, not having to cook a lot. That's a huge bonus. Summer food. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of summer food inspiration, things that I've been enjoying, my family has been enjoying. Um, And I want to just make a quick note about the importance of seasonal variation and the the importance of eating seasonally. I know when you think about it, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, you couldn't just go to the store and buy 
eggs all year long. Or, you know, not to mention your hens probably won't be producing many eggs in the winter because of the lack of light. Um, your dairy cow would produce differently throughout the year. Um, of course, your gardens, especially if you're in northern hemispheres, are not producing produce in the winter months. And so naturally, your diet would change. What this would look like is eating seasonally in the summer and autumn would highlight more abundance of the fruit and vegetables, and winter is more reliant on the animal products like protein and fat. And what this does to the health of our bodies is it helps us develop microbiome diversity and immunity. Those are two words that are really important right now, microbiome diversity and immunity. What that means is that your gut is getting used to different types of bacteria and eating this way literally causes your body to be more resilient. And I think we all desire to be more resilient people. So summer foods are fruit, are veggies, are some meats, eggs, and dairy. So if you think about it, eggs are supposed to be a seasonal food. If you were to have laying hens when the days get shorter in the winter, and they don't have access to as long of days that actually stop producing as many eggs. But because many of us are removed from our food supply, we don't know that because we show up to Walmart or Costco and the same eggs are there, same amount every day, month in and month out. But it's interesting and I just wonder like why? And I wonder if we leaned into this and don't get me wrong, I love eggs for instance and because of the nutrient density within eggs, I'm probably going to eat eggs every day, even though ideally I would maybe back off a little bit in colder months, and maybe I will. But I wonder if we were to lean into more seasonal eating and getting closer to the foods that we eat and closer to the people who are growing our food and just understand understanding the importance of seasons. I wonder how that would change our health because like I said, it's linked to our microbiome. Our gut is such a key factor in our overall health. And so it's it's worth just leaning into a little bit and noticing, you know, what are seasonal foods. Summer is a great time to start to tune into your body and start to notice like what are you craving? Things are getting brighter and warmer and you're it feels like less hunkering down. And I noticed tremendously all winter long, I did not want salad. I didn't want anything to do with fresh greens because it just didn't sound good to me. But it's interesting how I've begun to crave greens after a long winter. I felt like I went a good six months with, I don't even know if I had a full salad in those six months because it just didn't sound appetizing to me. But now I'm beginning to crave them. And it's so interesting. And so salads is one of my food inspirations. And of course, there's a million different variations of salads, but I'm just going to share with you something that me and my family are loving. And I've been eating this on repeat all the time. So for a super easy salad, I've been loving kind of a spring green mix. And if you are close to Costco, you like the bulk buy, they have this really good organic spring mix there at Costco. So I grab that. And then for the dressing, I just make my own. And I'm lazy. I don't even really mix this together. If I'm making a salad for myself or if I make like a huge bowl of it for family or friends, what I do is I sprinkle a little bit of apple cider vinegar on there, then drizzle it with olive oil, then drizzle it with raw local honey, and it makes the most amazing dressing. I'm telling you, you have to try it. You could also, if you really are turned off by apple cider vinegar, which I know some are, 
you could use lemon juice instead. And then what I've loved to put on this, and my mom was the inspiration for this, is goat cheese, um, berries, or chopped up or sliced grapes work really well. Pumpkin seeds or really whatever kind of nut or crunchy thing you want to add on to that is, I'm telling you, it is delicious. Oh, and then the last thing to that is dates. So I need to chop up dates and put on the salad, and I'm telling you, it is delicious. Um, something I like to throw on top of the salad for protein is a couple fried eggs is really good. Um, of course, you know, you could throw chicken on there, um, whatever is sounding good to you at that moment. But that salad with that homemade dressing, a little bit of olive oil, honey is a key in that, and then whatever type of vinegar you want. And then the goat cheese, berries or grapes, pumpkin seeds, and dates. It's to die. So that's my salad tip right now. Something I'm really loving. The next thing for summer food inspiration, this might be a little more controversial, but I've been trying to implement oysters into my diet because of the rich minerals and vitamins and how it is so bioavailable. But the kicker is I don't like them at all. I think they taste terrible. I hate the texture of them. I like dread eating my can every week. But one way that I learned to start eating oysters that I can kind of palate, I call them my loaded oyster nachos. I know that doesn't sound very appetizing, but if you are trying to get more zinc and copper and all these amazing things in your body in a really reasonable way, you want to eat more oysters. And so what I do is I put um, on a plate or on a pan to broil a little bit in in the oven is I put a bunch of siete chips. I like the Siete brand. I think they're use cassava flour. And then I put a little bit of ground beef too, some of our organic grass-fed ground beef that we have. Um, I sprinkle a little bit of that on there and I like mash up some black beans. So I throw some black beans on there, um, a bunch of onions on there. And then what I do with the oysters, I get the cans from Trader Joe's. And what I do is I chop them up really finely and I kind of mix it in over that. And so the beans and the ground beef kind of like made the oysters and the oyster taste and the oyster texture. <laughs> it's amazing. And then I grate a bunch of cheese on there. And this is actually making me hungry for oyster nachos. So that's a win. And I grate a bunch of cheese and then I broil it in the oven or bake it in the oven for a little bit. So it gets all nice and melty and warm. And then I use some Greek yogurt, organic Greek yogurt as like sour cream. And I have my salsa and I just eat it. Loaded oyster. Surprisingly, good and I'm sure there's a lot of other things you could put on there to make them delicious but that is my summer inspiration eating for eating more oysters let me know if you try that and if you like that okay um next summer food inspiration is peas I don't know why but I love peas they're just growing on me and Costco again Costco because I go to Costco a lot they have this huge organic frozen bag of fresh peas and they're so easy to add to really any dish. And they feel really springy. They have a really nice um, texture and flavor. They just make anything you add them into fresh. And it's funny because every time I think of peas, this is a sidetrack. I remember when I was in middle school at a friend. And she had this booger one day hanging out of her nose. And it looked exactly like the split pea soup my mom made for us all the time. I just remember looking at my friend and being like, oh, that booger looked so disgusting. And it just turned me off to 
to peas for so long. But here I am 15 lighters and I feel healed from that experience and I'm enjoying peas again. So things you can do with peas is throw it into potato salads. Okay, summer, everyone makes potato salads. Throw them into potato salads. That's really nice color, really nice texture and kind of like a fresh um, taste. I've been making something I've been making it a lot and I, I can eat so much of this. It's maybe not good. I don't know. It's good for you. Is a one pot fried rice. And I got this particular recipe from Fallon, who I follow on Instagram, and she has this meal plan or this um, recipe book that I bought, and it's well worth your money if you choose to buy that. But if not, I'm sure you can just Google this on Pinterest or something. A one pot fried rice, and I love throwing peas in there. It just tastes so good. Um, what else? Okay, peas. I made a ramen recently, and I threw the peas in the ramen. Oh, it was just amazing. Again, you could throw that in any salads, but it's so springy and summery, and I love it. Okay, next is grill. Okay, summertime equals grilling time. I don't care if you don't eat meat or you eat meat. It is time to grill. And so one thing that we've been loving is just homemade fries. And we have, this past year, we bought a cow or like a quarter cow for our family and, you know, organic, grass-fed, local, just amazing meat that's really high quality that I feel really good about. And it's been so nice this year. When I want beef, I never buy it at the store anymore to just go down in my deep freeze and pull out something to thaw and have. Side note to that is find a local farmer you can buy a cow from this next year, or at least a quarter cow to have a lot of beef that is good quality on hand. Um, with the homemade fries, they are just so good because who doesn't love a good French fry? And I also found that when you buy them at the store, they have all this junk in them that I don't like eating. And so if you just take a potato, it doesn't matter if it's red or white, just purple, I don't care what color it is or really what size it is. Obviously, it has to be a little sizable if you want kind of the classic fry look. We just pop them up in whatever shape, shape you want, you know, drench them in some good avocado oil or um, you could even use coconut oil and just season them well, bake them. They're just so good and they're so simple. It takes five minutes to throw together. And what is better than just a good juicy burger and some homemade fries, dip them in some ketchup or guacamole, whatever you have on hand, they're just so good. So that's another one is just grilling. Make sure to get on that, you know, buying a quarter cow or or you can do the same thing with pork. Um, or maybe you don't like to eat a lot of meat. Well, find a great CSA to be a part of and get fresh veggies. And there's so many veggies that taste great grilled too, like carrots. We did that the other day. Um, I mean, asparagus, zucchini, you can grill pretty much any vegetable. So grill slash homemade fries. Next tip. Okay, next summer <laughs> food inspiration. This is fun. I feel like I could talk about food all day long. Is sourdough bread. Okay, so I dove into sourdough bread. And if you are really new to this, um, I did an episode recently with Becky and we talked about sourdough and summer gardening and some more sourdough tips. So I'm not going to talk a ton about the how. I'm just letting you know that I started making sourdough bread. I pretty much make about two loaves a week. I have my starter going and it's delicious. And because I'm making it really frequently, I have a lot of discard. And if you're not familiar with sourdough bread, Essentially, you need this starter, which is, acts as a yeast to help your bread rise, and you need to feed that uh, either weekly or daily, depending on where you store it. And every time you feed that, you have to dump a little bit of the starter out. And so instead of throwing that starter away, that is a huge no-no. 
because you can store that starter in the fridge, which is essentially flour and water fermented. Okay, so that fermented grain really helps in the digestion of the gluten. And it also should feed our gut with good bacteria. So it's a win win. But I found that I can make with that discard's pizza crust. And all I do is I essentially heat up a cast iron skillet, you know, pretty hot, over either in the stove or on the soap top. And I put a good amount of avocado oil on there. And when it's hot, I pour in the discard. I can't even tell you how much, just enough to fill the bottom of the cast iron pan. And I kind of spread it around with a wooden spoon. Then I'll throw it back in the oven at, I think, 425 for 10 minutes. I'll take it out and top it with sauce and toppings and cheese, whatever I feel like. And I throw it back in for another 10 minutes to bake. And it comes out super easy of the cast iron pan. And it's the easiest sourdough pizza crust ever. And it tastes amazing. So that's another thing that's super easy to have of things that we just have around all the time and need to use up. Another thing that I just discovered is cinnamon roll fry bread. And I saw this on Ashley and I had her on the podcast, Ashley from Simple Holistic. She was on the podcast a few episodes ago, but I saw this on Instagram stories and I didn't even really say a recipe or a how-to. I just kind of made it up. But what I do is I do the same concept with a cast iron pan as I heat it up. And I take, you know, a quarter cup to a a cup, depending on how many of us are eating this thing. And I throw in a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of cinnamon, um, some butter, some brown sugar. And I kind of mix it with my hand and I throw it on a well-buttered and hot cast iron. And I just let that cook until I can tell the bottom is cooked and it easily lifts from the cast iron pan. And I flip it around like a pancake. And then once it's well cooked through, I lather it with some more grass-fed butter, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of brown sugar, and like roll it up. And you guys, it's like a flipping cinnamon roll is delicious. And that takes me about five minutes. Ingredients you probably have on hand. And it's just a really nice dessert. And it reminds me of like a powdered donut or a, what are those donuts called? Those mini donuts. It reminds me of mini donuts you get at fairs and things this time of year. It's just really good. So I highly recommend giving that a shot. Okay, next, egg bake. Again, remember I said eggs technically are seasonal. And so when you think of spring and summer, it's easy to think of egg bake. And so a couple tips with egg bake that I found really good because I don't know about you, but egg bakes are so easy to eat because they're pretty light. It's just eggs. And so a lot of times I'd have a piece of egg bake and it really wouldn't fill me up. And so what I'd like to add to my egg bake is things like Greek yogurt things like bacon and grated potatoes. And so you can use Greek yogurt instead of milk and it feels a little bit more substantial and more protein content, number one. Adding things like bacon, obviously it also is gonna increase your protein content. But what I like to do with egg bakes now, any egg bake I make is just grate a bunch of potatoes. Again, it really doesn't matter if it's sweet potatoes, white potatoes, purple potatoes or red potatoes. You just grate a bunch of potatoes and then layer them on the bottom of your pan I'd say maybe a half an inch thick. Um, even well, you could do more than that if you prefer. And then you mix up your egg bake mixture and pour it over. And so again, it just feels like a little bit more substantial of a meal for breakfast. Um, and we've even done egg bakes recently for dinners. And this is a huge tip that will save you 
In the long run, egg bakes freeze really well. And so how you freeze egg bakes is you make it up, you mix it up and you put it in the whatever you're going to bake it in and they freeze that. So you don't bake it and freeze it. You freeze it before you bake it. And so when you want to take it out of the freezer and actually use it, you can take it out a day or two to thaw and then just bake it as you normally would. And it turns out as if you mixed it that morning. It's such a nice tip. And so that's another thing that's really easy to make ahead. If you're going to make one stir fry, or I'm sorry, stir fry, where'd that come from? If you're going to make one egg bake, it's really easy to make two. Um, next on the summer inspiration is drinks. So when I say drinks, I'm talking non-alcoholic, at least <laughs> at this in this context. Um, something I've talked a little bit more about in this podcast is mineral rich drinks and food. And so because it's easy to drink too much water, that's actually thirsty, that's actually robbing our cells, it's important to drink water that is actually hydrating. So adding things like sea salt, adding things like trace mineral drops. But one thing that I love is adrenal cocktails. I've talked about them in previous podcasts, but it's essentially orange juice, quarter teaspoon of salt, quarter teaspoon of cream of tartar, and what this is, is like sodium and potassium bomb, and it's extremely hydrating. And so I like doing that with orange juice, you know, half a cup to a cup of orange juice, and then sea salt cream harder. But when, when it is summer, it's fun to add other things to this. So I'll get my adrenal cocktail ready, but then I'll make that into a smoothie. So I'll throw a little bit of coconut cream in there, some collagen, and then some other fruit which is also hydrating and just delicious. And one thing I've been loving lately is mango, frozen mango. Again, this is another thing. Costco typically has a big bag of organic frozen mango, and it is amazing. It is organic. It's already cut for you. I don't love cutting mangoes. And if I add that into my adrenal cocktail with orange juice and a little slice of banana, it tastes so good. It's so refreshing. So on that note with the drinks, just summer, you think of smoothies. So loving smoothies. I add collagen to all my smoothies. I really steer clear of most protein powders now just because of all the fillers and add-ins and uh, I just, it's simpler and cleaner and I feel like more digestible if you just use collagen and a high quality um, milk or, uh, you know, coconut milk. So any sort of drinks and I love using frozen fruit because frozen fruit is typically um, ripe when it's picked. Typically, it's uh, a lot less expensive and it's just easier. You don't have to wash it or process it. You can just throw it right in. So smoothies. And then the second tip to that is coconut water. I'm drinking coconut water right now. It's so refreshing. I've been craving it. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of people actually don't like coconut water. But here's what you got to do. You got to add a pinch of salt and you have to add at least one lime juice in your coconut water. I mean, there's a song about that, people. <laughs> and now I know why, because it's so good. And it's also extremely hydrating. So coconut water just sounds summery. Again, those are things you could make popsicles out of. That's kind of my, my next thing right now is I want to figure out how to make delicious popsicles because we've been buying popsicles recently because it's warm out. And I just don't love the citric acid in there, the agorbic acid in there. There's all these gums and fillers that are just, I don't know, at the end of the day, not helpful for our bodies. And I think it'd be fun to try to make popsicles too. I mean, how easy is it? It's essentially a frozen food. So that's my next kind of challenge in this whole summer inspiration journey that I'm on. Um, but those are my tips for you. And I hope 
some of the meal planning things and some of the summer food inspiration kind of gets your wheels turning to have a delicious and health-filled and easy summer, even if you have your hands full. Believe me, I get it. Um, there's currently a lot of, there's a mounting mountain of laundry that I need to fold currently. Dinner has not yet been cleaned up, and I'm going to go do that after the podcast. So life happens, but let's just eat really well this summer. Let's eat fresh, and let's enjoy the journey of enjoying the abundance that summer brings. So I love to see and hear about your summer food inspirations or any meal planning tips you have. I love hearing and learning new things. So you can tag me over at Well Women Co on Instagram or on Facebook, and we can keep the conversation going from there. So hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you next time.